Well, let's see what happens with Wiley first. If the Jewish community kill him, I might be able to sell it for a bit more. I don't know, man. <laughs> you don't know we're recording, right? <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> and yeah, that is the intro. That is the start of another episode of Beer Rap and Banter with your boy, the Foreign Minister of BRB, Cal Sirius, alongside my gracious co-hosts, man like, I'm just waiting for one of you two to introduce yourselves. English, because Ryan's chewing at his nails, so I'll do it. English, back again, drinking a beer. I've been, a, I've been at MIA, a good things, and I'm back on a Saturday afternoon with a banter. Lots to talk about today, so check it out at Beer at Bants. Man's drinking out of a chalice. This is how I know you glowed up, blood. Look at how I'm the only one drinking. You know, what are you not drinking? You're not even drinking. I just had a little tamarind juice. A Vimto. What's that? A litre bottle of Vimto? A two litre bottle. A three litre, I doubt. It's a poor man's Ribena. <laughs> this is aggressive. <laughs> nah, bro. I have to worry about Actually, that. you know what? I, I did have a beer yesterday when I was watching the football. I've got a bit of that left, so I might get some of that in a bit when I get thirsty. Wait, you didn't finish your beer? Because um, you know what? I bought one of those big bottles. You know the big bottle that's like two pints in there kind of thing? Yeah. Oh. Big two pints, yeah. So, yeah, so I didn't finish it. Easy, bro. Easy there, George Best. But, but that was just a regular a regular Heineken. Like, Ben looks like he's drinking uh, something a little hipsterish right there. What you got there, man? Yeah, you know, no, Camden Pale Ale. Just uh, it was left over from a friend. So, where, where I am now, there's lots of hipsterish beers and ales, but uh, I'm not I'm not parting with my money just yet because they're expensive, man. I'm all for supporting the calls in these local shops. Uh, and I know as you get older, your perspective on sort of you want to buy nicer things for the house, what you put in your body is important. But some of these things I can't justify. Like I went to go and get some olive oil. I forgot to get it in the shop. And then I went to this independent um, uh, little shop that sells loads of things. And the oil was like £11 for like a tin of it. I was like, mm. I want the olive tree for £11. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no thanks, but... That sounds like something Ryan would do actually, because you've been pro- you've been planting. You were talking about your uh, your little chili tree earlier, right? Yeah, bro. I'm 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 a green thumb. Things grow around me. You got to call it Saka. You got to call it Saka. Little chili. Saka, you know. Oh lord. So uh, you know you wish Chelsea had a player like him, but it's calm. We won't go there. We do his name's Pulisic. Um, different player, different position, but. Well, if you're talking little chili, you could call it Alexis. That's a little mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they lost, man. Why? It's, um, well, not really. I, you know what? I, I thought it was Man United when I saw Lukaku and Alexis. I wasn't so glad. I take that back. I'm glad Man United didn't win it. But you know, I had a soft spot for Inner growing up with Burkham. Burkham played for Inner. Yeah. <laughs> My memory is not that's, fast. That's, that's where Arsenal came from. Oh, He's actually a flop, though. That's the thing. He was like, well, because the Italian league, you have to be mad clinical over there. And obviously, he's got that more set set people up, provide assist type of game. So he just he, he wasn't right for Italian football. Yeah, his book explains why. So it's a really interesting read. 
I'm surprised to hear you say you really didn't want Man United to win it because as like the only English team in the late stages, I, I kind of, I kind of wanted them to do well. Yeah, I think I said in the previous podcast and our play on podcast that you know people listening to you can check out if they haven't already. But I did say I thought they'd win, but then at the same token, it's like, oh, man. It's Man United, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, forget them. So Seville it was, man. Seville, I'm hearing talk that some of Seville's players might be coming to the Premier League as well. Like Wolves apparently linked with Ocampos. So you never know. We might see some of those Seville Europa League champs in the Premier League next season. That means who's leaving Wolves? Oh, Troy always like 70 mil apparently because he runs fast. <laughs> he's a problem though. He's, he's a threat, man. He's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, what we got? What we got on the agenda? How are you getting on? Mate, you sort of said. <laughs> you know, oh. That's how I'm getting on. I'm a riot, mate. In the field. That was that was that was my latest accent. I've just been practicing the baby voice. Did it sound, did it sound convincing? Was that authentic? It sounded like he was really upset. Like you didn't get what you wanted. Throwing Jeez, the man. Didn't get what I wanted for my birthday. <laughs> No, my birthday is ages ago. It's about a month ago now. Um, but yeah, no, everything's good on my side, man. Everything is just regular old Groundhog Day, boring shit. So nothing really new, nothing exciting to talk about. You know what I mean? One of them Saturdays, isn't it? No football on. Um, and it's, there's no motive because everyone's still... Why is everyone still on lockdown? Is there still... I don't know what's going on. What's going on in London? There's still people out gallivanting around you know what most people I talk to don't give a flying fuck about no lockdown like yeah. unless like obviously if I'm getting in an Uber or something then you know you're supposed to wear your face mask in the Uber um, and, you know, even when I'm getting on buses like I was on a bus earlier today when I'm getting on buses some people are wearing face masks some people ain't you know sometimes I forget to wear my face mask when I go in the shops and then I see Nobody in the shop has a bloody face mask on anyway. And then just talking to people, you know, people are generally, people I've spoken to are generally like, you know, whatever, like I'm not wearing a face mask. I don't think it works. I don't think there's any point. Just like whatever. A lot of people have that whatever attitude. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame they think like that because I think it helps. Um, I went into t- I went into a supermarket and I forgot it once and I could just feel people looking at me like who's this who's this imbecile without a face mask and there was only one or two other men they do say men are more in- inclined not to wear it uh, but I did feel a way when I didn't wear it when I went in which is mad because it's become the new norm now isn't it yeah not really though I don't think it's the new norm actually yeah. because I'm I'm seeing so much resistance to it people are really rejecting the idea of wearing a mask all the time. Not all the time, but when they're going in shops and close proximities. I mean, when you're out, when you're out in fresh air, I don't think you need to wear it because you're out in the fresh air. But if you're on the underground or on a bus or in shops, you should adhere to the advice just to be safe. Do you guys hear the hear of this thing, um, social distancing shaming? Like no. a lot of, it's it's like a cultural thing that started to happen now. People are shaming each other for not practicing social distancing, not wearing the you know, what I mean people are pulling out their phones and 
filming someone look at this person why are you not wearing a mask i'm filming you like and then putting it on social stuff like that Mm. people need to get a proper job in a life man what are they doing that for like some people like are way too inner and just need to worry about themselves like like ryan was saying about me just sort of keeping my head down in your new area just too many karens is that what it is is that what it is (laughs) karens mate what's the male version of a karen Kevin. <laughs> no, real talk, it's called Kevin. Is it? Yeah. I've never heard that one yet. I know a good few Kevins and they're normal, they're good people. One's a baller, big up Kevin Badu from the Badu team. And Kevin that we went to school with, he's a decent baller. Most Kevins are cool people, man. The name's cool. I was always jealous of Kevins growing up. What's that? Yeah, because I was like, no, that's such a cool name, bro. Hmm? Kevin, Kevin Costner. Um, Kevin from uh, Harry Enfield and Jumps. Kevin Phillips. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin was a cool name, man. Kevin Phillips used to bang goals as well. He was a cool goal scorer. Did you ever speak to your parents about like what you could have been named? Like what their other name? Like they say, if you was a girl, we would have named you this, or we was going to name you this name for a boy, but then we changed it. No. My mum said she wanted to name me Tony when I was born. Okay. My pops was like, nah, on that. Anthony or Tony? Tony. Tony, that's good. That's what my granddad's name is, man, or was. Big up. Tony. It's going to start calling you Tone. What, Tone? <laughs> Definitely not, mate. It's not my name, all right? That's not Don't my... even think about it. Because there's lots to be said in the name. I know we're not, talk- we ain't covered this on the topics, but a lot's to be said in the name and the importance. Like, around, like, what made you give your, you've got a son, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the name, there's a lot to be said in the name, right? Like, a, a good name, a powerful name, a name and meaning. <clears throat> yes. But I call my son Jariah because it sounds cool. That's it. No deep meaning. No, it's not because he's. It means something that I like. I just heard it in a cartoon, and I was like, "Yeah, that slaps." And I made an agreement from that day. Verbal contract. Must have a meaning. It has got a meaning. It means young thunder or something like that. But that's not the reason it was picked. Young thunder. Jeez. Names mean a lot, man. I was reading a. What did I read at college? translations with Seamus Heaney and it's talking about how the English tried to change the Irish names. What do you, oh, what do you mean? Like, uh, during like sort of invasion or just sort of when British troops came over to Ireland and they were like, you know how like the British Empire has gone over to countries and, and just changed people's religions and names and shit like that and they did yeah, it. Yeah, done their thing. Yeah, just ru- yeah, just ruined it for everyone. And, like they're trying to do people a favour. They change people's names and there's a whole story about not giving up your name because it's giving up your history, it's giving up your rights, it's giving up meaning. It's deep, man. It makes you think there's a lot to be said in the name. Yeah. I think, anyway. What's in the name? They say a rose by any other name still smells as sweet. Very poetic. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm happy with my name anyway. It's quite different. It's a bit unique. Um, mm. But you, well, you, you seem to be quite interested in names right now. You thinking about baby names right now, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting names. 
we're getting up names. A few in the drawing board, you know, a few in the hat. Be like FA Cup, pulling out the names and seeing uh, which names go against each other. Graham. Nah, Graham don't. Graham's <laughs> name. No, Graham's a solid name, but I don't think I'd call my son Graham. Mm. Bartholomew. Lorenzo. Thierry, Dennis. Cuthbert. Thierry. Dennis. Dennis slaps. Dennis does slap. But Thierry slaps, but I'm not going to call my son Thierry. Now, Thierry would be a sick name. I can't lie. That that would actually be properly dope. You Arsenal fans need help. <laughs> no, even as a Chelsea fan, come on! If your boy's name was Thierry, that is that is Chelsea a premium fans. name. And then the Frank in it. Frank. <laughs> Frank. Frank. Frankie. Yeah, I'm Franco. No, he's a West Ham player. Um, or do something like Didier. Didier, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is a good name. See, they're good names because they're because they're quite they're quite different. Like French, Tar will stand out from the crowd with a name like that. French names, man. I'm saying Didier. If I call my son Didier, I want him to bang thirty season. Calm, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jogbo has done that once. Did he? Mm. He's a beast, man. Wasn't he voted um old t- like? Best African player in the Prem of all time, or something. Uh, probably, but it's not true though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent, yeah, 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 yeah. The way he, the way, yeah. the way he was pulling Man City kicking and screaming for all those years, absolute mm. joke. He was mm. a beast, and uh, I love Drogba. He's a Chelsea fan, but yeah, yeah, Torre hits different. <laughs> Talking of Yaya like, and Cloudy sang that, there's meant to be like a new Buster Rhymes album dropping soon. Ah, uh, you know what? Funny you mention this. I was going through Buster Rhymes' albums yesterday. Nice. And I realised that Extinction Level Event and Anarchy, that was, Extinction Level Event was like 1998 or 1999. Anarchy was the year 2000. And I, I had to sit and think about this. Has Buster Rhymes had a good, a good album in the last 20, 20 years? I, I, don't, I don't know. His classic albums are 20 years ago. When Disaster Strikes. Yeah, he hasn't. When Disaster Strikes. Wow. And The Coming. That's the first two, isn't it? Mm. And I'm a big, I'm a Buster fan, but I realise he hasn't made hasn't an album talking. that slaps he, me for the last 20 years. Mm. His features are impeccable. No, I wouldn't say that. That's a strong shot. You I know mean, what? I like, I like the, um, he did something not too long ago, didn't he? On the, um, you know them young boys that did that tune that went viral and everyone was doing the dance to it and doing the TikToks and that? Um, it was called Slow Down or something? And they were like changing their clothes. Oh, Bugsy and Malo- uh, the English guys. Slow yeah. Down. Oh, was he on the remix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Old Buster, his, his, his features were sick. Um, he, he did one feature for Griselda that sounded like awful. Like, this, this didn't fit. But uh, I hear what you're saying, man. But he's like the best rapper for saying nothing and sounding amazing. <laughs> like, what does nah, he get? Nah, he's second. He's second. He's second. He's second behind Ghostface. Ghostface don't say nothing. Uh, no way, man. Ghostface is like the lyrical Don. You just got to listen to him like eight times and then maybe 10 years down the line, you'll be like, ah, rap is like ZE. That's what he meant. Bro, I can't. No, I, I never had patience for it. You need to, him and Rayquan, you need a lot of, like even to go back now like what did I win on a run the other month and I just went through uh, only built for Cuban links and Iron Man and just the slang and this 
Yeah. It was ahead of his time, man. Now, Buster's more gibberish talking. Buster's the Samson of of, of hip-hop. He cut off his hair and he lost his powers, but Did anybody check out the one he made with Q-Tip, the Abstract Dragon? I never yeah. checked that album out. Yeah, I had, had a couple of nice tunes on there still. But did, did Q-Tip do all the beats? You'd think so, innit? I'm just looking at it now and I'm thinking, rah, I never even... This one just went right past me. Went right under the radar. A lot of it is. His discography is massive. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go through Spotify and just... I'm going to get into it, right? That's a shout, man. Getting a little buster. Create a little buster playlist. I've been on my playlist recently. What does that mean? I went... Because uh, I didn't watch the whole Rick Ross 2 Chains thing. I just went on Spotify and just found Def Jam's playlist and just went through it that way. That was good, man. All right, what are we getting into? Should we jump into music, seeing as... I know Cal's got news there in the notes. Cal smashed it once again. Hey, hey, whatever's clever, man. Like, right, we were we'll, just talking music. We could continue with that. Talking about Buster Rhymes, we can continue with, like, rappers from the golden age, from the 90s. Buster did some tracks with Method Man. Mm. Method Man recently had a battle with Math Hoffa. Did you guys check that one out? Yeah, I watched it last night on Worldstar. What do you think? Uh, it was okay. It was the way it was put together. It weren't, At first, they didn't really look like a battle. The way it was, I liked the way it was shot, and I liked the way it was put together, like with the different camera angles and different features. Uh... And then I thought Meth more than held his own. I'm not the biggest fan of Meth Hoffa. He's good. He's all right. But um, I liked him, man. I wasn't, it wasn't cringe. Uh, and I think Meth is in that space where he can always, whatever he does is it's always sick. So it's not like he sort of, he's fallen off because he, he, he left at a decent, a decent standard, went into acting. And then when he jumped on features, he smashed it. Like his feature, he did a track with Conway, Recently, I don't know if you heard that, but that verse is absolutely ridiculous. The Method Man okay. record. So I liked it. Uh, I won't be rushing back to <laughs> watching a Legends rap battle, uh, other you know, U- uh, US or UK acts. But it was it wasn't a bad idea. It was cool, man. It was good for the sort of battling culture. I don't know, Ryan. Did you see it? No, I did on what you said. I'm not. I'm not rushing back to go see it again, man. Uh, the way it was put together was weird for me. I didn't care for it. It felt like I was watching a comedy sketch at some point, so I was like, "What? What is this? This is pre-recorded. It looks kind of. It just it kind of feels kind of weird, man. It, the whole thing for me kind of felt weird. Uh, there were some, there were some good moments in it, some good bars, obviously, as you can expect from them too. But it w- didn't take me away, man. I was, I'm not. I, I would not watch it again. Yeah, Damn. it wasn't as cringeworthy as Keith Murray. Uh, who did Keith Murray battle that was really cringe Red Rose Star yeah that was awful man back in the day and mm-hmm. it was like Keith Murray is another example of someone who just says a whole lot of nothing and it sounds good like lyrical miracle spiritual <laughs> and, and Fred Rose is just like alright he was the second best member of Onyx but once you take away the grease and the gum bars he don't really have much to offer so that was that was god awful but this this was decent man this was okay um and I liked how Meth dropped down to 
Mahoffa's level of delivery. Like, it felt like a battle. You know how battle rappers do the same old sounding scheme and the syllable structure? Mm, yeah. Don't differ away from each other. Like it's very, very samey, like a majority of battle, battle rappers. But when Meth, he was, if he was to rap, he'd rap the same sounding word in a 16 or 32. And his flow is ridiculous. Like if he was just to spit on a flow or a record, he'd destroy Mahoffa. But the fact that he, he, he brought it down and he extended more words and he put emphasis on certain things and the pause. I thought, wow, oh, yeah, he's, he's bringing it down to his le- math office level where meth is not really, that's not his comfort zone. You think he's what? When was, when was the cow put out? 93, 94, maybe. Oh, and then, like that. That's another man. who hasn't really dropped too many. Honestly, like, I thought what they did with this battle here was they found a happy medium between both. Because obviously one is known for being like a, a performer, a live performance artist. Like he's going toe-to-toe with someone in front of a crowd, rapping, you know, put a microphone in front of him to amplify it, and that's Math Hoffer. And then Meth is obviously known for being a recording artist. Like he's in the studio, like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have a beat behind him. So, but So what they did is they kind of meshed the two together. They had them in the video, like, rapping against each other in the streets mm. but it was like a produced product like they the the vocals had been recorded they added all of these sound effects and these little do you know what i mean they made it like a little bit spooky they had these um really kind of like hype sound effects coming in to emphasize the punchlines and stuff and yeah. um I don't know, I think Ryan said he kind of thought it was a bit corny like that aspect of it but I thought it was quite dope because they merged the recording artist with the performing artist and, and they produced something that was like a happy medium between the two. Um, the two, because they're, they're two rappers, but they come from two different worlds. And mm. uh, and uh, I think it was a, a great showcase of those two different styles with artists from the same era. And Meth did flipping well. Like, a lot of battle rappers always talk about, I think Tony D was tweeting recently as well, about yeah. how you know, a recording artist can't just jump into a battle like you're going to get smoked. It's, and someone even jumped on his tweet saying something like, you know, it, it's it's going to be like, like a recording artist versus a battle rapper is going to be like um, McGregor versus Mayweather. You know what I mean? Like, like mm. you're completely out of your depth. Yeah. You're coming into someone's arena who does this all day, every day. There's no way you're going to be able to be good at it. And Meth jumped in and just showed everybody, look, man, I can do this thing. Um, and I think there's a few rappers that can make that translation if they're skilled enough. You know, they can they can make the jump. And I just like the way that Meth done it. He, he threw in all these little Wu Tang references and stuff. Like it was dope, man. It was fucking. I, I enjoyed it. It's cool. Yeah, there ain't many. You there ain't many rappers. We could probably count them on one hand who could hold their own or possibly win in a battle. And I think we this was posed on Twitter with Tony D. And I know I think Cal, you mentioned it. Like we were saying, what gets. Fetch 32. Um, maybe Avellino because he's like Rich 32, sort of similar cloth. Uh, and not many people after that. Sway. People forget that Sway was a battle. Like, it wasn't a battle rapper, but he was a really good battle rapper. I know he's not really made any music recently, but I think he could hold his own. Hey, man, I think anybody that is like a skilled artist and is, you know, someone that can rap with aggression and uh, in, in like a, in, in a battle rap 
style. Like if someone's ever had a verse where, you know, they were maybe talking about some pain or some some hurt and, and they really managed to convey that in a convincing manner, they can probably write about rap. It doesn't have to be like one of those typical schemes like Ben's talking about, um, you know, <laughs> the average battle rap kind of scheme. Um, they can do they can do it in their own way. But that's I hear what you're saying. But the battle rap, the way the scheme is done, is like, and the audience expect it. I think if you're thinking of a top tier rapper or MC or you know grime or rap, and they was just to write a mean sixteen going at that person, I don't. It would sound good, obviously, but without the beat and without the emphasis on certain words and the double entendre where they break it down and they wait for the crowd to be like. <gasps> Did you hear that shit? Like, you Slow know. it down. I just dished you. I said, da, 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 da. oh, shit. Really, Didn't catch oh, it the first time. There ain't, <laughs> but there ain't many, there, there, there ain't many, because you, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't see them holding their own in a battle. But in a, but in a clash, it'd be a different thing. And this is where clashing and battling is, is two different cultures. And, and our culture in England, obviously with grime, with bashman, with... Is, is clashing with the music where battlings are more it's a different type of setup I feel mm. have, you, have you lot seen the um, the battles on, on caffeine I tried I got the app you told me I think you, you we mentioned it and then and I got the app for free and I tried to watch it after we spoke about the daylight and the who did he battle and he absolutely destroyed him um, yeah and then uh and then it wasn't on there, and then I've been looking on YouTube for months. So if you've got the link or anyone's got the link, send it away. I'll send that, man. Yeah, I'm saying you, man, both need to jump on that, man. Like, if you enjoy battle rap, get the caffeine app and go follow a smack URL. They've, they've set up a whole, they're moving the culture forward. They set up a whole, like, it's basically like having an Instagram live, following someone on Instagram. Um, but it's basically a TV show platform. Mm. So it's like you're following someone and they broadcast when they broadcast. And and I think URL are broadcasting twice a week. Like they're broadcasting battles on a Wednesday and on a Saturday. And then there's, you know, times when they just talk about the battles and stuff like that. Yeah. And so there's all these other presenters that come on and they host a show where they're just talking. You know, almost like having a big brother and then a big brother's little brother where they talk about the show. So it's like that. And it's a couple of times a week, man, and it's regular, and the content you're getting is fucking fire. I like, hey, man, I, I'm I'm feeling it. I reckon everybody should go jump on it and go follow URL. Um, yeah, man, that's the that's the way forward right now. And the new gen are killing it. These new rappers, like um, this guy, sick, um, Indian-looking guy with 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 the, with, with yeah, yeah, yeah. the turban um, or the head wrap. And um, Mike P, um, yeah, yeah, just, just some of the some of the younger rappers are killing. I was having a conversation with Shima Anya about it the other day, and he was saying, sorry, not Shima, um, my boy Dean, and he was saying he thinks like they've moved the art form so far forward now. Even the older guys, they can't even compete. Like older guys like Math Hoffer and that, they can't even compete with these new youngins coming through now, man, because it's just that advanced now. Kind Evolve of, will be extinct. Evolved, innit? It's another exa- example. Um, talking to Math Offer, who's known for known for punching MCs in the face, and, and talking of smack, can we talk about this Billy Billy Steel guy that got punched in the face on the underground? I know we're jumping from topic, but I think this is a nice segue. Um, 
Let's go. I'm gonna go grab my beer. You, you might yeah, kick this yeah, one off. Ryan, I know, I know. Did you see all the videos leading up to it? Yeah, I saw the videos leading up to it. It was trash. That whole incident from start to finish was trash. It was trash. I, I don't f with it. Like if everyone was sh- sharing it about and laughing, I was like, nah, this ain't good, man. This ain't good. These boys, they crumbled. They crumbled. You were getting off the train. It was over. You crumbled. And you, well, threw, you, some, suck- you threw some sucker punch. Huh? Well, you think they should have just mobbed him on the train? No, I think they should have left him alone. Let him get off. Like, let him get off. What, so you, you, you're about to get off the, off the train at Bank, whoever the hell you were. Yeah. Get off and carry on with your day. And not give him any thingy, credence. Bruv, not, not give him any power. Take your phone out. Exactly. Take your phone out and film it. When I've faced, when I've faced racial attacks by people and they throw us words out, I'm like, what else you got? Bruv, like, oh, that first 500 years old, bro. You got something new for me. What else? What else? What if you take away their power, they just feel powerless and they get instantly stupid. It's like you've got nothing. You've got nothing. You've nothing you say can can affect me. But them in doing that face more time. Yeah. They've elevated consequences. Not even elevated, bruv. He's he's down in the dirt because he's just there chatting shit on the train. And now they are down in the dirt as well because they reacted in that way. Not elevated, I mean brought it to the forefront more where it's now his name and the actions were the talking topic where if they'd ignored him, you're saying just going about the day would have just been a, a a fucking racist that was just recorded and ignored. No, see, but this is this is it. Recordings, we were talking earlier about Karens and Kevins. Recordings are doing their job. Recordings are getting people... Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, it's all for that. Getting out of the up. hell of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see... He was... Just to put it in context that maybe listeners who haven't seen it or not aware like from outside of like the internet. <laughs> I don't know where you've been hiding, but mm-hmm. there was there was this this drunk white guy who was just being Larry on, on the train and he was he was then hurling racist abuse at the three kids that were just minding their own business. Some one one white guy tried to intervene and was telling him to stop. These other white women were intervening. There was one Dench white guy. Did you see the guy that was sitting right by him that just didn't say anything? It was, I yeah. think if, if he'd have stepped up or said anything, the other guy wouldn't have sort of piped up. And then as the kids were leaving, the I say kids, they're probably what? Nineteen. Yeah. No way. Nineteen. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? And then one, one turned and just punched him in his jaw side and knocked him out. And Billy yeah. turned to Billy Putty. And then kicked him. <laughs> which, which a judge is gonna see and be like, all right, yeah, you're going, you're you're, you're done out here. Yeah, that's a shame because I don't know really what's heard about the repercussions, but the boys have been caught. They've obviously been caught on the platform cameras and stuff, but hundred percent. No, we've I've seen this too many times. One punch, drop, hit your head, and finish. That's it. That's, that's it. That's that's taking people out. That's taking people out. That's taking people out of the game. So for me, that, that whole was situation how, that was disappointing. How, uh, Esco died, wasn't it? Absolutely. So one punch, and then he, he hit the concrete or hit the curb or something. Bro, so same thing. Same thing I believe happened in Romford. One bouncer slapped a man, and then he fell and hit his head, and that was it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, bro. But you, you got some self control. You got some self control, and it, it was a moment that wasn't needed. He's like, he's trash, cool. But now you just put yourself in a real sticky situation, and unfortunately, people are going to use that as ammo to push their own agendas. Um, 
So you've inadvertently become what they told you that you are. And it's just, I hate that shit. To be fair, that video could be edited, couldn't it? It could be edited to make it look like it's a completely unprovoked attack. Um, and that could so be used in propaganda. Yeah. Could be used in far-right propaganda. But, you know, it's an interesting opinion you got, man. Because when you watch the video, it looked like there was a lot of people on that train that were happy that this guy got knocked out. Do you know? It, like There was like yeah, loads was, of cheers, that was, that like, was good, 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 that's what you deserve. Or like... Even like before anything happens, they were kind of egging the guys on, like wanting them to hit him, like knock him out and do something. Like, so it, it kind of seems like those kind of actions, maybe your average person expects there to be a particular type of reaction to it. You know, um, I, mean, I don't think anyone would wish death on someone. Uh, if you could like knock someone out and then know that they're going to be perfectly fine, then, you know, I suppose, I suppose that's all right, isn't it? We'd be we'd be knocking people out left, right, and center. <laughs> Trust, lack of no consequences. Ah, I I hear what you're saying, Cal. Those people were I don't know if they were egging on the the, the teenagers, but they were ha- they were cheering when he got knocked out. But notice none of them would have knocked him out and would have would have taken that charge or or take it on their hands. Um, I think the white people were doing their job to some degree of speaking up and then interfering like intervening sorry and then protecting people um it's a funny one man you don't want to see the kids stoop to their level as ryan was saying being violent or being aggressive or possibly getting a charge but the same way i don't know i wasn't upset that a racist drunk got got punched in the face if i'm honest Uh, you know ryan's a hundred percent right you know it's a problematic scenario and if you react in a violent way, then you're putting yourself at risk. And, you know, in a court of law, what is that? Aggravated assault or uh, GBH grievous bodily harm? GBHH. You're going to jail, bruv. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to jail. Even to, even to get a fine and for that to go on your criminal record is peak for me, man. Oh. University job. So it's, yeah. Like for him, being, being who he is, being... Flipping, probably someone who has to face very little consequences for his actions. He'll he'll be right in a week, hopefully. He'll be right. He'll be get up and keep on moving with his life, and it won't affect him. Meanwhile, you, for your your whole life, you're being followed around by something in a criminal record. I hate to see it. Mm. No, I agree with you in that respect. It's a funny one because yeah, I think it's because you don't like to see what the guy did, and you want him to have some kind of repercussions to his actions. And so, yeah, for someone to knock him out, you think, good, you fucking can't. You deserved it. But then who's really going to face the real repercussions if, if shit moves along? Hopefully uh, th- those young men would, you know what I mean, they'll get away, the, the footage will be inconclusive or whatever, and you know what I mean, and we just will move on with our lives. And maybe this guy, because he's got knocked out and he's got shamed on the internet with this video going viral, maybe he thinks twice about his actions and he changes his ways. Yeah, um, I think with things going viral now, it's a flash in the pan. So what would have lasted weeks and months and memes? I think so much shit is happening around the world, and it doesn't it doesn't last as it it used to. Do you know what I mean? Where something something would go on forever, and it would be a reference point like that. Dominic's who's the guy that got caught on the stairs that time? That Dominic. Dominic Keller. Yeah. Or, 
he was eating his girl like in a clear <laughs> Greece. So, uh, lives long in the memory, don't it? When you do some shit like that, man. But then there's like there's there's, there's loads of things going on now where I don't know. It's, it's all a bit. It's all a bit come and go, really. But we hope the guys, the young guys, don't get charged or they're all right. Or hundred percent. Um, maybe someone speaks to them and being like, look, Well, some people are saying violence isn't the key, but then other people are saying violence breeds violence and how many years of oppression and using violence and anger against a certain type of people what are you going to do you're inevitably going to snap and and they're young as well maybe you know ryan you're a lot older we're we're a lot older would say would walk away or you know be the bigger person but the younger generation will be like no fuck this i've been in that situation many times i was in that situation first time when i was 15 okay Cool head on his shoulders. The worst I've ever had in a situation like that is I've had a bunch of guys, a bunch of skinners try to intimidate me. Um, I think I was getting on at East Ham on a train going towards, uh, on that train going to like uh, Raynham or whatever the last stop is, going east. And um, and they were on there and, and they just kind of, as soon as I, I, I saw it approaching, I was thinking, oh shit, it's like a carriage full of skinners. And then they were just looking at me, eyeballing me. And then they all kind of stood up, you know, like just kind of trying to let a man know like, yo, bruv, you're going to get it or something. And I just, I just thought, best thing I can do is just pretend like they're not even here and just mind my own business. And then I saw them kind of looking at each other like with that mm-hmm. look like, oh, he's not scared. Like, he's not, he's not like, they probably thought I was going to walk to the other end of the carriage or something. And I just stood my ground, you know. Sometimes that's all you can do is just kind of stand your ground, show people that, look, I'm not scared, man. I'm out here just living my life, innit? And if something's going to kick off, then it's going to kick off. What do you want to do? Mm. But to actually act on it, it's a whole different thing, man. It's a whole different thing. See, I like those young men anyway. I can't, I can't begrudge anyone for wanting to react in a situation where they've been provoked like that. Yeah. Like, I, I would wish everyone could be like Ryan and have a cool head on their shoulders. But, like, not everyone's got a cool head, isn't it? Some people are hot-headed and they were, they were just waiting for an excuse to knock someone out. Um, you know? Or maybe, like, imagine you just come from boxing training and you've just been hitting that fucking bag, you've been sparring, and now somebody's talking shit and you're thinking, I know I can knock this guy out, you know? <laughs> like, I know I can knock this guy out. Say one more thing. Yeah. And then it's just... Now, boxing and all of that, I think, teaches self. Well, does, I know it does teach self control. So, if you're boxing or doing Muay Thai or anything like that, you're less likely, I reckon, to take matters into your own hands because you you know that if you're on it, you could take someone's head off, and it could be. It's all about discipline and, and channeling your energy to positive things or self discipline. So, you know, look, there were there were there were younger guys. It's you know, it's unfortunate what happens, but we just hope that they're okay, and we hope this. Billy Steel guy loses his job or gets charged or something something happens to him. So Sutton. Fuck him and and and, and whoever reps him is winning it. So hold on a minute. How did you find out his real name? I don't even think it's his real name, but he was saying that. I don't even think that is his real name, but he was saying that they were going, Oh, what's your name? And cause he because he turned to the guys, turned to the teenagers, like the guys, and he was going, Yeah, well, what's your name? Where are you from? What are you doing? And they're going, well, what's your name? He's a my name's Billy Steel. So oh, he I don't know. I don't even know if that is his name because could be a fake name in it. Yeah, it was but no. Apparently, his mum come out and was like, "Oh yeah, my Billy's alright." Yeah. 
So, <laughs> I think his name's actually Billy Steele. He's drunk in it. He's he's off of his head. He's saying stupid things. So, oh, you know, wow. Just hold, hold your tongue. Hold your tongue. Hold that L. Chat shit get banged like AJ says. Yeah. Who says that? Uh, Anthony Joshua. That that's one of his uh, his favorite things to say. You know when you get the boxers getting into the the kind of pre-fight banter. Yeah. Um, and there's always someone talking shit. You know what I mean? Whether it's like Dylan White or whether it's uh, oh, Derek Chisora, someone's always talking shit. And then AJ's always like, the chat shit, get banged. That's it. I'm not here for the talking. Like, I'll do my talking in the ring. Talking of boxing, I like the way the segue there. It's like we're back. Well, it's like I'm Batman. Uh, well, there's, there's, there's Dylan White Povetkin tonight. I don't know if you guys seen that. Um, and then also, you're saying Oscar Le- Oscar De La Hoya is looking to come back. And then Mike Tyson's fighting as well, which is a Roy Jones Jr. I think that's been postponed, but... <laughs> oh, where do we even start, innit? Um... He's old-ass boxers, man. <laughs> no one wants... Right, let's, let's go from... It's Povetkin White tonight. I think it's pay-per-view. It's a score. But I'm not paying a score. Uh, so, yeah, big up, big up Dylan White. Good luck fighting Povetkin. Um on that one and there's a there's a there's a, a, a undercard two female boxers which is big as well because I think it's for a title so that should be good Povetkin isn't one of these guys that I'm excited about man if it was Usk I'm excited to see Usk fight man but Povetkin I'm just not really that excited about him Dylan White I, you know what I think he's one of these fighters that is kind of underrated and isn't he like isn't he like a, a in a number one position to like to get a title shot? Um, I don't know, but he's lived. A, I know I'm just looking at it now, but I know he's lived a, an interesting life in terms of his upbringing. Um, I was reading in the Observer the other day. Sort of, he grew up in Jamaica, and I don't think his parents were about. And he he come to England um, a young age and got caught up in gangs and got shot. Um, and was like on the road to sort of destruction and took up like one of them classic stories of sort of Greek takes up boxing and uh, has found a, has found himself and is really focused man so it's, it's a really fascinating story uh, I don't really know the ins and outs of the details for this fight but it's good, good to see boxing back on are you more of a boxing fan or UFC I'm going to ask Ryan first are you boxing or UFC um, I like boxing when it's interesting. I like boxing when it's. Um, I like. Um, I like the big headline fights, man. Mm-hmm. I don't really care for the little uh, fucking Blake versus Jones. I'm like, what the fuck? like, you have to be a boxing head to know about that. So I, don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. UFC. I don't follow it. All I do is watch knockout compilations. That's all I care about. That's what. That's what. That's what. Makes me laugh about UFC. I used to think, oh, it's such a brutal sport. But then seeing people get pinged in like 10 seconds by a flying kneecap, it's like, rah. UFC's jokes, bruv. It's actually probably a bit more safer than, than boxing when I think about it. Because in boxing, you've got padded knuckles and you're, you're pounding each other for like 10, 12 rounds. And it's like, this is... But in UFC, you can literally go out there and get caught by an elbow. Or you can't even think throw elbows. But you can get caught by a, a, a flinging a body part. And then that's it. I think that's a bit safer, isn't it? When they're over you, when they're, when they're sitting over you and they're like pummeling your face and then the ref's trying to jump in, it's like, I think it is safer, but mm, I've never been to UFC. 
Them lot are built different, boy. Them yeah, UFC man. lot are built different. I ain't got stamina for that shit, bruv. <laughs> I get tired of putting on clothes. And you, got, you want me to roll around for three rounds with the next man. No, I'm not doing it. Oh, Try to fit into my jeans. Jeez. Are we jumping up into the jeans yet, yeah? Yeah, man. I got that. got that wap. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, mate. Pause, pause, pause. I ain't nothing, no. It's 2020. Can you not stop being so prudish, please? Oh. Version of WAP then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. that. UFC's dope. Bottom line. <laughs> Cal, what are you saying? Boxing or UFC? I think you've asked me this question before. Oh, I, the reason I remember because I remember answering it with I've had more exposure to boxing than I've had to UFC. Uh, I do like UFC though. I do like a bit of MMA. And um, yeah, it's, 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 you know what I don't like? I don't like when they're wrestling on the floor for ages. I'm not the hugest like wrestling fan. Although I do appreciate uh, submissions and the technique that, that goes into like the takedowns and stuff like that. I love a takedown. Takedowns are dope. But just wrestling and wrestling and rolling around on the floor, that's, that's long, man. Um, so I guess maybe that comes more from my, my love of boxing and just seeing two fighters stand up and fight, you know? Mm. Um, that's kind of what I really want to see from, from UFC, stand up and fight more often than not. Um, but yeah, man, how do you feel about it? How, are you more boxing guy or more yeah. into MMA these days? No, boxing all day, all day. I just think like the same, like both what you're saying about upbringing of seeing boxing on the mainstream and then following it a bit more now. And I, I like the different weight classes and, and then following a boxer's journey. Um, and I like the more cat and mouse. Well, it's more cat and mouse in UFC, I'd say, because it's like one punch or kick and it could just be over and it's wrestling. So, but I just like UFC, like, the, I'm sorry, boxing, big pardon, I prefer like the, the chess you know, the aspect, um, the speed of it. Um, and this is more traditional is what I like. And I just can get relate, not relate, but just tap into more of the boxers and there'll be two or three boxers within a division who could face each other. And UFC, I've never really got into it, but I, I can respect it and appreciate it. And it's amazing. But just boxing all day. If, if there was a, a, um, a decent boxing match against the headline UFC, I'll probably still take the, the meet, you know, the the middle, not the headline, but the undercard boxing match of two solid boxers who I know. The yard fight, like like what that Ryan doesn't want to watch. <laughs> I like Anthony Yard anyway. I think he's a good fighter, man. He's alright. Um, just going back to Dylan White saying he'll receive a mandatory fight for Tyson Fury's WC heavyweight belt if he defeats Povetkin. Although Povetkin is saying has only lost to Joshua and Klitschko and is an Olympic gold medalist and uh, previous world champion. So it could be hard for White, man. Mm. Up against a solid guy, but should be good, should be good. Dylan's um, a tough fighter. I'm not going to pay for the, the pay-per-view. Yeah. But I'll catch the bootleg stream on YouTube tomorrow. Stream life. And then you're talking uh, De La Hoya returning, which... I don't really care about. And then Tyson, Joan, Roy Jones. De La Hoya, like, he's been out of the ring for so long. It's probably just because of this hype with Roy Jones and Tyson that made him think, you know what, I want to get back in the mix too. Um, promotion company was doing so well, or maybe it isn't. Maybe there's more to it that I don't know about, but why? Why would you want to put yourself 
in that situation, where's Cal gone? Cal's pitch has been KO'd. We've lost him. Bootleg no, life. He's good. He's still there, man. Bootleg life. I've seen a grey. Hashtag bootleg life. So, yeah, man, I don't know about that. And Tyson, I mean, and Roy Jones. It'll be for the money, innit? Yeah. Yeah. They're saying it's only an exhibition. Apparently, they're not, they're not training like it's an exhibition. I don't think, if it might be a little friendly thing, but no one wants to get shown up. So, they're going to be swinging fists like crazy. No such, and what? No such thing as... As what? No such thing as friendlies. You ever hear that saying in football? There's no such thing as a friendly. And then if you're saying it's an exhibition, it'll be like a friendly fight. Because as soon as someone taps you, you're going to be like, especially someone like Mike Tyson and Roy Jones were both, you know, decent fighters. Roy yeah. Jones is the best of his time. Hmm. Pound for pound. Pound for pound, you should be able to beat Mike Tyson. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Mike Tyson. You guys have to bring a tiger in there. Start biting, guys. Oh, come on, man. Honestly, yeah, I, I'm excited about that fight, man. I mean, Roy Jones has always had speed and flair. It's been a great fighter to watch. But Tyson has always been a great fighter to watch for the sheer power and tenacity. Um, and to see them fight now when they're both going to be a lot older and wiser, you'd think they'd both fight a smarter fight than what they did in their professional careers. Um, and you'd think that if Tyson catches Roy Jones, it is lights out, it is all over. But you mm. would obviously think Roy Jones is going to be way too quick for him, and Mike Tyson won't be able to lay a hand on him. Um, but but we'll have to see, won't we? Because it could be a thing where Roy might actually have to, have to actually hold a few shots in it. Like Mike might start like you know working the jab and going to the body. Like, it might be something that you don't expect from Mike Tyson. Who knows? Yeah. And us, I'd, I'd like to be in their shape as you get older. I don't want to be no have no dad bod. It's kind of like do you remember? Do you remember when Fury fought um, Wilder for the second time, and the fight wasn't what you thought it was going to be in it because he ended up putting on weight for the fight, and everyone was thinking Fury's going to go in there and it's going to be a boxing masterclass of like stick and move boxing, and he just went in there and he knocked the guy out. He just went in there like a slugger. And just mm. said, look, I'm going to beat you at your own game. So, which was, for me, that was totally unexpected. And, um, and I think maybe Mike Tyson could do something, you know, who knows? Like, he could go in there and just, 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 just catch him with some Muhammad Ali type of game. And you'd be like, right, what is going on? That's not the Mike Tyson I, I'm used to. But well, it, could, it, could, it could be Leaf Weapon 5, where it's just two old folks. <laughs> saying we're told for this shit swinging knuckles <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to wait and see for that one man not even lethal weapon what's the opposite of lethal like uh, tame, tame weapon tame 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 blunt object <laughs> blunt object yeah, blunt object um, talking of streaming tame cushion <laughs> talking of streaming are you, what are you man been watching on TV I know there's a lot of TV been going on um, uh, yeah Films and programs. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Project Power featuring Jamie Foxx. Is that any and, good? Uh, and uh, what's his name? And the other guy from uh, Third Rock from the Sun, Joseph Gordon Levitt. It's alright. It's alright. It's alright. Machine Gun Kelly's in it, being Machine Gun Kelly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a popcorn Netflix film that's 
not as well put together as your typical big budget Hollywood films, but it's decent enough. And they they obviously paid the actors rather than paying the CGI crew. But <laughs> it's um it was it was a it was a good viewing, good viewing for a Saturday night. And I've been watching um Umbrella Academy. Season Before we move two. on to Umbrella, Jamie Foxx has got two things on Netflix right now. And he one I think one's a TV show and one's a a movie. Does he? Okay, I could be mistaken. Well, I thought he, and I was thinking I need to check on both out. But um. I mean, no, I've just I've, two things. Let me see this. Jamie Foxx, Netflix. Let's, let's look him up. Let's look him up. I don't know, but he's got he's he's got hairline money. What's the one that you saw? Project Power. Project Power. Yeah, that's something that I wanted to watch. Project Power. Let's have a look at it on IMDb. It gets a six point zero. Oh dear. Like I said, they paid. It's, it's not. It's not the best uh, storyline or the CGI is fine, but it's it's just eh. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a decent popcorn flick. Don't go there expecting to see Ben Hur, bruv. Or even expecting to see X Men. Just go and just watch the thing and have a good time and don't think about it. So yeah, six sounds about right. Sci-fi. Yeah. Super. Uh, in a in a way, it's it's. Yeah, it's it's more. Ah, oh, you man talking of sci-fi. What did I put in the group? Lovecraft country on Sky. Lovecraft country. Yeah, man. I watched. Why does that sound like a porno? No. Because <laughs> you're dirty. What sort are you watching, bro? Definitely, definitely, definitely not a porno. But I really recommend it. Um, it's sort of. It's based. Basic. Oh, it's this deep, man. You gotta watch it. It's fucking deep, man. What's it called again? Uh, Love Lovecraft Country. So it's ba- based on books written by uh, H.P. Lovecraft, who was an American writer, and he mm. was like American sci-fi horror writer. But he was known to be like really racist, and then with like the clan and stuff. However, this is a film with an all-black cast about. Oh yeah segregation in like the 60s but it's got a sci-fi slash horror element to it on it bruv i watched the first episode last night and you know when i'm not going to give nothing away but you know you watch something and there's some really tense moments between the actors like Mm. the humans and then all of a sudden some next thing comes and it just starts like out of nowhere and it adds a whole other element to it and then it's it's really well produced sold yeah, it's really well produced, and um, it's got a great cast to it. Mm. Uh, and they reference H.P. Lovecraft uh, and his science fiction books. So, Lovecraft Country, and it's got uh, what's her name, Janae Schmollett, who was that guy from Power, Jesse Schmollett. You know the guy, yeah, that made yeah. Empire. Yeah, John. Uh, she, she's in it. She's she's really good, and. Jonathan Majors, who's a guy called Atticus, which I really like the name, and I've heard of that before, Atticus. But um, and Michael K. Williams from uh, The Wire. It's it's really good, man. It's really good. Yeah, after you post, oh, I thought you meant Jussie Smollett from um, no, it's his sister. Oh, okay. But, but um, it's after you posted this in the group, I checked it out, and it, it looks trippy as hell, bro. And yeah. I'm watching it tonight. It's one episode so far. You might even be able to find a thing where you can get the whole season in one swoop. No, I only started on um, HBO in America on the 16th of August. 
So it's not it's not that deep yet, but I'm going to watch it. I, I like being drip-fed these things. I was talking to Kyle about this on other episodes of like having to wait and build up the anticipation or making it an evening with your, with your, with your partner where you sit down and you watch something and then you have to wait like the next day or the next week. And it's not all just, here you go, here's a whole season to, to watch in yeah. one, two days. Because then it's like, oh, now what? Yeah, so, go, yeah, going back to Umbrella Academy season two, yeah. me and my girl watched that in three days. And now, <laughs> oh, now we have to wait 18 months for the next season. It's like, oh, Watching, yeah? yeah, just binged it, man. Just completely blew through it. And um, we're watching Ted Lasso on Apple TV. The, yeah, the American who comes over to coach a football team. Oh, and the, uh, the Crystal Palace team or the team in South, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, bruv, three episodes in, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. A lot. Yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. Um, I was watching... What else? Me and my girl, well, me and my wife have been watching The Fall with Gillian Anderson. Oh, you just started watching that now? Yeah, we're super late, man. Super late. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're not alone, though. A lot of people are recommending The Fall, and I'm like, that came out seven years ago? Maybe, yeah. yeah. You know why? Because you know Netflix does this, and this is the whole thing about Netflix, um, creating these algorithms to sort of uh, guide you on your watching path. So you're within mm-hmm. so the, the system. So they advertise, like, this is yeah, on, the, on the main banner, number three in the UK at the minute. And when you hover over uh, the thumbnail, it will play you about five seconds or ten seconds of the Netflix program. Mm. And then we watched it where the, this girl's being held down by the by the by the guy and the police are outside, and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" So watched it, and obviously now we're hooked. And plus, Gillian Anderson is she does bits in it still. She's, she's dope. She's still got it, um, <laughs> she, which is positive. Um, saying that though, when I, in, my, in my new area, I walked past the blockbuster video. You what? what? A blockbuster video, but it was only the it was only the signs and the design from outside. It was completely empty inside. I should have took a picture. I'm thinking, right, this is like the, the land that time forgot. And it's still Wimpy's there. They got a Wimpy there as well. Wimpy, Starburger, Quick Save, uh, yeah, uh, Woolworths, <laughs> <laughs> Rumbelows. Quick Save, Willie's the lot. The HMV. I, I remember because there's. There was a there was an article about the only blockbuster in America. It was near Chicago, and it was still open, and you could yeah. get your DVDs. And people liked it because you weren't being told what to watch, or there was no algorithms. But when I walked past this one in uh, Westcliff, I was like, "Rah, someone should just do something with it from a nostalgia tip." Because um, I like going to Blockbuster back in the day, man. We had a Blockbuster in Baker's Arms. Trust me, he's going there and get games. Um, when that opened, well, not even before that. Do you remember Hollywood opposite? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Ryan knows the coup. So when that, when the whole big video store was a thing, because back in the day, this used to be corner shops or or little video shops. But when Hollywood's opened and it had all the arcades in it, that was just like the, the mecca. And then Blockbuster opened, you thought, wow, you get this laminated card, you can go in, lose your parents mm-hmm. or your your yep. for like a few minutes and go down different aisles. Yeah, and then go outside and go skaters paradise. Go flipping cash converters. Cash converters came after. It did. Same with the Tesco. Came there, after. There was, a, there was a hood cash converters opposite, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah when you was. lot are going back to pre-Baker's Arms, 
pre-Tesco break. Pre-Tesco times, yeah. Oh, the swimming pool. Oh, Leighton Leisure Lagoon back uh, then. No, no. Before, like, where Tesco's is now in Baker's Arms. Right, listeners, sorry, we're getting real, like, we're getting real East London now, but where that big, the, the big Tesco's in Baker's Arms, it used to be a swimming pool. Right. I only remember Leighton Leisure Lagoon. Leighton Leisure Lagoon was, has been there, I remember when it opened, and there was a, there was, there was a thingy, there was a, what's the word? Um, not a lie. What's it called? Like uh, people said that if you go in the swimming uh, in in the slides, there's razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that rumor? Was that actually was the truth? That's the word I was looking for. Rumor. Sorry, man. I'm being real, real, real thick at the minute. But no, it wasn't true. Cause it was true, man. Razor blades in the slide. Yeah. Rare occasion, you might have found poo in there, though. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I never found poo. A rare occasion. Found it once. Uh, being from Leytonstone, I was more a cattle leisure centre guy going to the swimming pool down there. That... We had a record store in uh, down Leytonstone Harold as well. They never even had any shapes. Like let... cattle was just no fun. It was just like a pool. Here you go, and he had a balcony in the bottom, and there was no there was no floating cattle... devices. Cattle looked like it was like made in a like communist Russia in hey, like, oh my god there used to be a huge floating cattle back in there and when you was little everything looked so big that swimming pool felt massive when you was little and there was a big huge float I remember getting stuck under the float once and I was scared I thought I was going to die because I was stuck under the bloody float and I had to struggle to get out shit I made you a fan though man made you, made you who you are today that was that, my rites of passage. <laughs> used to block. That was your baptism, bro. Come on, fresh on the other side. Them swimming pools were grim, man. They, it's still like that. When you go past cattle now, because I've, I've gone play uh, badminton there, and, the, and the, it's still got the same structure, the grey prison Soviet Union Eastern Bloc building with no frills, proper council swimming pool. But Leighton Leisure Lagoon had the, looked like a lagoon. Well, it had all when you had a slide, you were living life. A slide went out of the building. Yes. Jeez, come on. Incredible. Incredible. You see it from the outside. It just looked like fun. I remember right, walking past being broke and just thinking, man, and then just hearing the kids screaming as they go through the slide. Hey! Thinking, oh, man. <laughs> I want to go swimming and have fun too. Hey, someone help me. Where was, where was the <laughs> swimming pool with the wave machine? Ooh. Oh. Oh. Uh, Tottenham um, near uh, top of Tottenham High Road, weren't it? That big one that's sort of just before Tottenham High Road, I think. There's okay. a There's that one, I think. And then, oh, where's the other swimming pools? I know what you mean. No, I can't, I, yeah, my, my head went as well. I couldn't think of it. But that's when I was young. A car journey that could have been like 15 minutes that felt like an hour and a half. Trust me. When you went to Sun Trap as a kid and you're like, you're going to a whole mm. other... Sun Trap, Rain Trap and then one day. Yeah. Um, Sun Trap, I went there. First time I went, I had flu and I tried to cover it up and I could not, bruv. I could not. I was falling apart, but it was good fun. Uh, shout out to everyone I made sick. I apologise. <laughs> you know, my fun, my fun couldn't stop. My fun couldn't stop because no of this. No face mask then, was it? No face mask and flipping... Shit, bruv, talking about swimming pools is mad to me. Feels like a all in the universe. I can't wait to go back swimming. I went in the sea, well, estuary, the other week, and that was good. You went in a what? In the estuary. The estuary. Just, I don't really know what this is. What is this estuary? Enlighten me. Um, 
it's so you got the C. It's, I don't know what the technical terms is, but it's sort of the entry for the the way the sea goes into the land. It's a small, a small river. Uh, no, well, it's not a river because it's an estuary. Sort of next. <laughs> <laughs> the, estuary, uh, the river stands on this. Oh, let me just Google this shit because I'm gonna stand real ignorant. Only. <laughs> There's people listening. Like, oh, you're so stupid. You're meant to be a teacher. Um. Anyway, I went in. I oh, know. Who's that ringing? Ask them if they know what an estuary is. What's an estuary? Anyway, I went in. I went in and I swam, and it was good, man. It was, it was, it was warm. It's just part of the sea cow. It's just like links the the sea, and then it goes off into the Thames and other bits. So, okay. Mm. What have you been watching? Uh, my TV screen. I, I haven't been watching anything, really. I guess I've been watching a little bit of anime. Um, we had Debbie on a, a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, you missed uh, uh, the chance of catching up with your old classmate there, Ben. Oh, no, I, messaged her. I messaged her to say, we've been chatting on WhatsApp to say thanks for coming on. And we've had a good chat about life and kids. And <clears throat> uh, the, I told her, about, I asked her about the, um, the talk. Did I talked to her about the program, The Talk. Did you watch that, the talk? That was amazing. Yeah, we talked about that um, on the oh. last one with Ryan. Yeah, because I, I suppose she had some good uh, things to say, bringing up, you know, um, her kids and whatnot. So it, he's off. All right, disappearing for a minute. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you had the chance to catch up with her. Uh, hopefully we'll get her back on um, another time. Um, but... The reason I mentioned her is because we were talking about a specific Japanese animation that's on Netflix, right? And yeah. she had the completely wrong idea about the show. She thought it was like to do with pornography or something. And then Ryan started going off on one about it's problematic, it's sexual assault and all this. And I was just thinking, right, you look got a total wrong end of the stick. And they started releasing new episodes of it. So mm-hmm. I watched it. I started watching that again. And then... um. I recommended an episode for Debbie to watch to try and change her mind. So I'm waiting to see if she's going to watch it and then if if it changes her perspective on it. Because it's not, it's really not that. It's just like a regular like action and adventure kind of TV show. And there's love stories in it and stuff like that. And there's some really romantic and sweet stuff going on in there. Um, so it's really not what, you like. you know, like if you catch one scene, yeah, then, and that's inappropriate, then you might just think, oh, what the fuck are you watching? What is this? Um, and then base your whole opinion of the show based on that one scene. But that's like one scene out of a whole TV show with four seasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so. What's it called? It's called The Seven Deadly Sins. And it's actually set in a country called Britannia. Mm. Imagine that. So it's, it's basically set in old England. Um, and it's about like knights and... Like, you know, a typical kind of like witchcraft, like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing, man. Nice, nice, nice. Well, man, I know like uh, manga and Japanese anime can get, people can get the wrong idea, obviously, because they see certain things, but it's it's unfair to, to tarnish all with the same brush. But I know, I know you like the anime as well. So yeah, people should check that out, man. That's cool. Um, I watched the No Limit Master P documentary on YouTube. Mm. 
going to say, oh, no, no, no. That's been really good. So I know a lot about the Masterpiece story already, but to watch this documentary, I've watched part one. I'm going to watch part two later. Uh, it's like, I think it's BT LinkedIn. So they've done it, BT done it, and then hey, YouTube will just post it up there. So I've been watching that, getting, getting reacquainted with the No Limit stuff. This guy is an absolute monster when it comes to entrepreneurialism. Most definitely. I'm waiting for part five of that, so maybe I'm a bit ahead of you in that series there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was a... Say again? You're miles ahead then. I've only, I've only just finished episode one. At the time, there was only four episodes out. but So I'm waiting for part five. I don't know if it's out or not yet, but if it is out, that yeah, that'll be the first thing I'll watch as soon as we end the show, man, because Master P, like, he was an inspiring character for me, man. Mm. Um, and... Um, I love seeing his story because his story is absolutely epic. Like he was one of them rappers that nobody ever cared about. And it's just pure hard work that got him to where he is today. Just yeah. pure grind. Like nobody, I don't think anybody really cared if he, if he was going to be cared like to even help him to be, to get, to get into the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I he just did it all off of his own back. I think for us in the UK, seeing him in the back of the sauce as Mr. Ice Cream Man, we were like, what the fuck is this? And then obviously listening to like West Coast 90s and, and New York 90s, it was like, what the fuck is this? And then probably anyone outside of the South didn't give him much time, but just grafting and then putting out all them albums and what else did he have? Like a sex phone line, a TV company deal, movie company deal, um, sports management. This is the ultimate hustler, ultimate entrepreneur, not the best rapper, obviously. I remember the moment when he launched the sports management company because that actually just blew my mind. Like, he was doing things that I didn't know were possible. Like, I was thinking, who launches a sports management company? Nobody does that. Well, now it's a common thing. Now it's, you know, you've got Rock, Rock Nation Sports and Little Wayne's got something and other, other artists have... Um, yeah, because of P, because he was the trailblazer. He was the one that, that yeah. let people like us know that, you know, you can do things like that. You know? I, was, I read this, uh, this thread on Twitter about currency, you know, the rapper for currency, and they were speaking about how he's took the Master P platform and now he's got these different multiple streams. So he's basically got his, his music and he tours and his merchandise. Then he's got his, his own clothing line. Then he's got his cars that he buys, does it up, and then puts on car show exhibitions, and then people pay to come and bring their cars and perform. Then he's also bought, uh, you know, you know, like Playmobil or little car figure, like Matchbox cars. Mm. So he's bought a, a thing now where he makes and sells models for old school Chevrolets, old school Mustangs, old school whips, and then he sells that as well. Um, Car custom company, we custom up, you know, do your rims, do your windows. So he's taken his, his love for cars and he's obviously his name, he's been building up and then he's just taken the Master P platform and just gone clear. So it's, it's motivation for anyone out there if they want to do their shit, man. Which leads us nicely. I don't know if you saw the, uh, well, you sent the link, so you obviously did, but the Jay-Z and Pharrell Williams video for Entrepreneur. Yeah. I found that really inspiring, man. That video was amazing. I think I like the video more than I like the song. 
Yeah, I think you're not alone there, man. I think a lot of people did. I had to close my eyes and listen to Jay's verse properly before watching the video because I thought, if I watch the video, I'm not going to be listening to what he says. But Jay's verse was, was, as always, it was really good. It was ridiculous. But the video itself was great, man. Yeah, it makes you think shit. Again, yeah, the, the, that those are guys, those are that those guys of the mold of Master P. You know what I mean? They're, they're the trailblazers, the guys that are doing things that not everybody can do, and just kind of just setting the standard, setting the bar. And it was just nice to for them to show a lot of people like them all over the world that have come up from nothing, and or maybe they've had a little help. Who knows? But just people that are in, entrepreneurs that are doing things, you know. Because I think there's a lot of people in the world that probably think this is the way you're supposed to live life. You're supposed to just go to school and when you finish school, you get a job, you know? And they, they, the thought never occurs to them that what you can do is you can just set up your own business. You can be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so that video just shows you, look, you can do this or you can do that. I like the way it ended. You see the thing at the end? Yeah, with the credits and just... What did you mean? The, 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 last, the last guy in the story was... Um, a guy who was a dancer. Yes, and he bought the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's a descendant of slaves. And it was the slave master that owned the house that, um, I think it was the house that his, his parents were born in or, or something like that, or his grandparents were born in. Um, and the house went up for sale. And, you know, he just bought it, like, all cash. Because he became that successful. Uh, like, the child of slavery became that successful as an entrepreneur that when the house that he he came from when for sell he could buy it in cash definitely man I, I think watching it now like younger generations are going to watch the video and see it's more obtainable to be a farmer to be a to make juice to make uh, vegan ice cream to be a clothes designer to have a skateboard shop to be you know what I mean so it's it's definitely viable when it, yeah, it was inspiring, man. I thought, fucking hell. I really liked it. I did, I did like it. The song, maybe not, you know, some people have been like, oh, it's not the best song between them, but I wasn't mad at the record. I liked it. It was cool. I think the bigger picture, it was, for what it did, was really good. It was the message, yeah. The message and what they showed us with the pictures, I think the message in the pictures was more important than what was going on with the audio. It could have been a silent film and it still would have been powerful, you know what I mean? Mm, mm. So yeah, much respect to them, much respect to Pharrell Williams and to Jay Z for putting that together. I've given that a little share, and uh, hopefully that will continue. I think people need to see that man. Stop. Definitely, Pharrell Williams and Jay Z entrepreneur. Yeah. What have we got Jay- from Jay Z Snake? Jay Z Snake, what? For doing that thing to Nas. Already the goat, so. No, for dropping for dropping music the same time Nas does. He did it for the last twenty years. Yeah, but yeah, but come on, it's one single against Nas's album. And I'm still, and we're still more interested in Jay Z's single. No, we just ain't spoke about Nas's album yet. I don't know. Nas's album is 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 much better than that one single. We were just talking about the video and the positive message. The Nas album, The King's Disease, the messages throughout were like positive as always. It's a good album, man. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I know people are like, oh, anyone but Hit Boy could have done a better job, but it wasn't the worst uh, Nas project. No, you know what it is? I, I guess I'm just, 
But I've been bored of Nas. I've been... Kala, look, your face is... Your eyes are so wide right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've, been bo- I've been... I've been bored of Nas. I've been bored of Nas for a long time. Um, it got to a point where I, I don't want to be... I don't want to feel like I'm being lectured on something. I just want to listen, listen to some music. And Nas really fell out of favour when he just kind of kept doing the same thing in his voice. His cadence didn't really change. Uh, Kala, you're shocked! I just kind of, I, was, I got hella bored of Nas. Hella bored of Nas. Mate. The thing is, yeah, Nas, Nas is the kind of artist that is like an uncle to the game now. Do you know what I mean? So he, he doesn't need to reinvent himself. He doesn't need to, to keep pushing and jump through hoops of creativity. And, and, and try and entertain. He just needs to be consistent and just do what he does, you know? So to hear that opinion with you saying you're bored of what he does is fucking mad to me because he's a guy that's gone multi-platinum consistently. Um, mm. You know, when he puts out an album, it sells. Like, I haven't got the facts to back up um, exactly how much sales he makes with every album, but... Come on, man. He sells millions of units. He ships units, bro. Like, so it's, it's Cashew 69. So selling units isn't represent, um, reflective of how good an artist is. And you're right. He is consistent. Are you saying you find Takashi 69 more exciting than Nas? I didn't say that. Uh, what I said is that sales is not representative of or reflective of someone's talent because Madonna is the highest selling female artist of all time. Um, I never said it It was a representative of his talent, but I was just saying that he doesn't need to deviate from his successful formula. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He can can continue on the same path for the rest of time. And people that really F with him, no F with him. But with me, it's not for me. Um, And I felt the same way about about a few rappers over the years. Jay-Z... If I had an ejector seat button... Right, I would have pressed that. Right, you would have gone fly. You would have lick your head in the ceiling, everything. And that's fine. That's fine. But I like to hear something that surprises me, and I don't think Nas has surprised me in a long time. Do you think it's because he's been doing it since, like, since you heard him since 94, 96, whatever? And he deviated from... He, he, his music has had, always had a message... And he's a, and he's not conscious. I wouldn't say he's a conscious rapper, but he's he's always sort of said stuff to take and take in and listen. And then as he's got older, he's obviously dropping more. Gen- what with maybe the last album with Kanye and this one, and then with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, or sort of making it people more socially aware, he's, mm-hmm. he's done it a lot more. I mean, I could listen. I could listen to him till the day is done. If I'm honest, I mean, he's one of the rappers where. You just, you know, it's just ridiculous. He's just one of the best, hands down. If, if, his, um, if, if his if his beat selection, well, uh, well that's an old thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's like because Rick Ross has arguably been doing the same thing for the whole his whole career, but his beat selection is unmatched. I Even mean, he he he's got that ear for music, though, man. Come on, like Ross's ear for music is second to none. And and it's a talent. That is an actual talent to have that ear. You know, cannabis never had that ear. If he had that ear, maybe his career would have been different. Mm, yeah, but not, don't get twisted. Nice is a good rapper. 
it's different type of vibes. Like Rick Ross, you can hear like Rick. So I was listening to. So you can have the Rick Ross, the um, Justice League beat, the you know the the, the, the sexy jazz, and, and he's saying a lot of stuff that you make you think, okay, he's got lyrics, he's saying stuff. Then he's got the Lex Luger, some real ignorant in the strip club in a trap, and it's all it's all relevant of where they are at the time. Do you know what I mean? Like the South or whatever. Where Nas is like. You're not going to hear too many Nas records in the club. You might hear You Owe Me with Genuine or You Can Hate Me Now or whatever, but mm. that's a different type of mindset and a type of artist. And they're both good in their own way. They're both sick. You know, they're making people's top 10 lists or top five lists in their own way or whatever. But, but uh, and probably, probably Rick Ross has more support in choosing beats. Yeah, Rick Ross chooses some ridiculous Nas different type of artist, man. I know what you say. In the night world, just have premium or we'd have like Pete Rock do a whole album with him uh, he had the Kanye thing but that was hitting me so I think that just sounded like that was more Kanye just kind of no it's like acapellas put on Kanye beats that just fucked away but um, I like the Hip Boy thing man some of the beats were in your way but what Nas was saying hell was sick um, it's a good album man King's Disease um, to take in I think it's solid. But that's the way Ryan feels. Is. And people feel like that, man. People, A lot of people don't want to listen to Nas no more because it's just stale. Or I, just think, said, I think maybe that Nas era of music is one that came before Ryan. Before Ryan was... Like, Ryan wasn't really into Illmatic. It was written... Because if you'd have got Nas from back in the 90s... Yeah. Then... You would have been hooked in it. It would have been that's it now. This is my guy, you know? No, he but he's gonna follow his career this, from then. I was quite beneficial to have Capra as a cousin. Mm-hmm. And his hip hop collection. I've literally got a box of his hip hop CDs underneath my bed. And I've gone from Snoop Dogg, Exhibit, uh, uh Ghostface, that's how I know about Ghostface from my cousin, Buster Rhymes, every all the hip hop albums I listened to were borrowed from my cousin. So I was very well versed in Nas, man. But there was just came a time where I just kind of Kind of moved on from it, but no, I, I still love Nas as a rapper, and I still bang his tunes to this day. Just not uh, anything in the last. Do you, do you appreciate his thing. older music, though? Of course, 100%. No, I hear you because I'm like that with like you talking about Ghostface earlier. Where now I won't quick to jump on it, listen to a Ghostface <clears throat> record where I could listen to Iron Man or especially Supreme Clientele, which is especially Supreme Clientele. Yeah, so certain artists, I hear what you're saying. You might not rush towards because you've got so much more to listen to now like you can literally listen to anyone in the world of any genre their whole back catalogue <laughs> do you know what I mean at a drop mm. of a hat like in five seconds ten seconds so I hear what you're saying but well, he, he, might, he might just be a victim of the moment because as we were talking about earlier now things are so quickly consumable Yeah, uh, music's gone from being a steak to being a bloody Pepper Army, just quick. And it's reflected in the charts where someone could be number one for one week and then that's it. You can have 52 number ones in a year. When before, yeah. someone yeah. was on, someone was number one for 15 weeks. So um, it's just kind of quick, 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 quick. So yeah, maybe my, my metabolism, my music metabolism went up and uh, Nas didn't make it. I hear what you're saying, man. Because like the me, the only way I'm listening to albums properly now is if I'm going for a run and I'm taking it in. Because I'm not driving and listening to what 
what's going out. So, and you can't really sit down with music nowadays, can you? So, Cal, I really liked it. I'm going to give it what we're doing, the pint system, yeah? All right. I'll give it a... I'll give it a... Just under four pints. What's that? Three... We're doing 3.75. <laughs> three pints and a 75 milliliter shot of... Uh, what, would, what would Nas drink? Nas would drink some Henny. Or Cavossier. On a on a on a on a Queensbridge bench, <laughs> we're he in might, Timberland. He might be drinking the Louis, the King Louis. Um, man, I don't know, man. I I I, I kind of want to session it a bit more to give before I give it a rating. I think it like Nas deserves that because he's so cerebral with his rhyming. In terms of the production, I could give this a a, a three and a half. Yeah, um, I think the production is good, but it doesn't blow my mind. But like like we said before, that's kind of how Nas does sometimes, isn't it? Like, you know, um, some of his albums have always been a bit like, oh, he's amazing lyrically, um, and with the concepts he puts together, and the music just just isn't maybe on that same level. Um, but he seems to have these producers that he likes to work with, um, and um, and sometimes it, 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 you just think to yourself, why don't you go and work with somebody else? But I, I understand the process of making music, man. It's like, sometimes it's to do with who you click with. I think Jay-Z even once said that he just never clicked with Timberland because mm. you'd think Jay-Z could team up with Timberland and they'd make a sick album together. But they just didn't have that chemistry together as musicians. Um, so maybe, maybe Nas is just working with the guys he has the best chemistry with, you know? And that's why... Um, you know, his boys, they jam together like, and they have a great time. He's worked with Charlie Wilson on a lot of records. Um, and it was, it was, I thought it was great to see the firm back together again um, on Full Circle. Um, it was, that was the artist he's been working with from back in the day. They fell out. And I, I don't know, I just never saw this coming, man. The album drops and Cole Mega's on there, the original from the original firm. Before the firm album even came out, Cole Mega got kicked out of the firm. No nature back in the fold. Yeah, he, yeah, he was replaced. Mega was replaced by Nature, and on this record, Nature isn't on it, and Core Mega's on it. I weren't too impressed with the full circle. It was the full circle was alright. Uh, I liked the Anderson Pat record. I liked um, the earlier records like the Ultra Black, Car Eighty Five, obviously with Charlie Wilson, um, and then Spicy at the end was a bit. I don't know with the uh, ASAP Ferg and the Flavio guys sort of the mix didn't make sense but he was linking up with the new guys he didn't switch his flow which was nice like Ryan was saying switch it up but it was solid it was cool man I'll, I'll definitely go back and listen to it again and because uh, you can always you know you always get more gems when you listen to Nas so big you up have to, you have to. Nas is like you have to repeat it over and over again and try and catch everything like he's saying man I really like the opening track King's Disease where he talked about um you know, he was giving people, uh, like, advice, you know. This is that era of dad rap now, do you know what I mean? Like, he's coming from being an OG and just kind of dropping gems and jewels on people and, and giving people advice. And that concept of King's disease, I'd never heard of it before. Basically saying uh, too much of anything is a bad thing and to do everything in moderation um, is basically what that song was about. 
um, which I thought was, yeah, it was, it was, it's nice to, to see the growth in an artist, like someone that we've been listening to since the 90s, when he was talking that, you know, the, 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 the guns and jewels and, 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 and women lifestyle at one point. Um, and then he did a U-turn on that and said, you know, uh, wish your lifestyle around material women and large paper that means you're inferior, not major, mm-hmm. you know, and now he's just dropping gems, man. Um, and I, come on, man, Mike, we, we know that Nas is like Iron Mike, the Messiah type. You know, this is the guy with bars. Like, we know what we're going to get. So I just kind of want to listen to this more so I can really digest everything he said. Because I haven't even got any quotes like that right now for this album, you know. Um, but three and a half, I think, so far. Hopefully, I can revisit this and I can give it a four or four and a half, maybe even. I'm feeling that. Uh, Dave East, who was or is signed with his with Nas's um, imprint or was, or was linked in with it, uh, he dropped Karma Free. Uh, I know he was like a protege, protege of Nas. Uh, I'm not the biggest Dave East fan. I think he's cool. Uh, he's solid. Like he don't do it. He don't put really. He don't really put a foot wrong. Like he sounds the same on every record, and he'll say the same thing. He's a bit like an AJ Tracy if I can make a lazy comparison where they're not going to blow you away lyrically, but they're going to say some slick shit and they can make a song for the, the underground or club. Um, and I know he dropped this karma free, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I just listened to the Benny record. Cause I know Ash mentioned it. it's a bigger Ash. Uh, and I'm a big Benny, the butcher fan. So I don't know if any of you guys have heard karma free yet. I have, and I, you know me, man, I like Dave Eastman. I think Dave East goes hard. Um, I'm struggling to find anything wrong with this project. Um, I like it. I like the song with uh, Popcorn. Um, I like um, the collab with Benny the Butcher. I think Ash was saying in the group chat earlier about how much he likes Benny. Um, mm. and that's a hard record, man. And um, I loved hearing uh, Mary J. Blige's vocals on there. I felt like he was channeling his inner method man there, getting uh, Mary J. on a feature. Um, and obviously, no. Davey's playing method man in the, uh, the Wu-Tang TV show. There's, uh, a, there's a lot of features here. Does that, yeah. Does that say something for the artist when he's got like, he's only got one, two, three. I think Karma is a series of mixtapes, man. More records. Oh, so it's more of a mixtape. Yeah, I think because these days every everything comes out. These days, everything comes out and everything looks like an album. Yeah, there's no yeah. differentiation between a mixtape and an album anymore. Mm. So you kind of have to read between the lines, uh, which is good for the eyes because they just promoting everything like it's this is their best product, you know, and yeah. then everybody has to go and get it. Um, whereas before the, the mixtapes could kind of be slept on and you just wait for the album kind of thing because that's that's the, the big thing that you really want. Oh shit! Can we accidentally play? What are you giving it? You giving it four pints, three and a half? Sounds like you're giving it a strong. Nah, I mean, I, I like it, but it, I don't think it's a classic. Um, I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a three and a half. Okay, okay. Um, what's been popping? What new music? I know you got a list here. We got. Well, you mentioned popcorn. Popcorn, fix tape. I'm not really a Bashment fan, so... Really? Oh, man, I do like a little bit of bashy-bashy, you know? Um, Any good? Yo, dope. Dope, 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 dope. Honestly, I I, I do think it could have been better. Um, I do think that the best tracks on here are the ones with Drake. Mm. 
Um, like the best tracks on there, the features. Like there's one with French Montana on there that's dope as well. Um, but um, yeah, when he does the stuff with the gallon with Drake and then they're all singing and you get that kind of island type of music feel to it. Like it's a feel good music, man. You, you can't go wrong with that. But then he's got some real hardcore underground bangers on there that maybe aren't hitting, hitting as, as, as good as the more commercial records are. But on the balance, for me, it's another three and a half, man. It's, it's, it's a good album, but maybe not a classic. I'm guessing nobody else really cares about that too much. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Um, I'm wondering if we've lost Ben on the audio right now, because I can't hear him at all. Yeah, possibly. Entirely possible. That countryside net. Bloody social distancing um, podcasting. Yeah, the hamster. Um, the hamster wheel in there. What are you talking about, hamster wheel? Hamster wheel mo- mo- modem. <laughs> You're <gonna> feed it. <laughs> the 56k modem screeching and everything. Yeah, bang, ding, bang. Um, well, yeah, I'm actually losing my steam, man. I'm running out of energy. What do you mean? Um, I feel like we talked about a few bits and bobs already. We have. Um, we talked about a lot of music, but we haven't talked about music videos, the latest music videos that have dropped. Um, you know, let's talk about few... what by Cardi B. Let me let me do the quick mentions first. So, new music videos out from. Big Nasty, Dirty Goods, OG Nicky, Heady One, AJ Tracy and Stormzy did a collab. Dizzy Rascal is actually working with UK rappers. Imagine that. Dizzy Rascal did a track with Chip called LLLL. I thought this was a track about losing, but it isn't. It's I think it's called Live Life, Love, something like that. That's what it stands for. Mm. Um, so, yeah, dope. Loads of good releases, man. Um Pot Smoke got a new video out, Mood Swings. And then, like you say, man, then we've got Megan and Cardi B. Wow. Yes, and men have lost their minds. Give me some of these opinions, because I haven't heard all of these. Apparently, the world is 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 outraged, and people are going crazy for this. But I uh, no, it's, it's just more of the same misogyny. You know, uh, women talking about their sexuality as men rattled. Oh, why, why, this, this is egregious. You're talking about all these this, this foul content. Right, there, there. Bruv, I don't want to hear it. People saying that it's just... Oh, these women when 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 they rap, what they rap about is sex. It's like they should just call it a new genre called stripper rap. It's like what? No, nah, no, you can't. They're sexual beings. They're gonna rap about sexual things. Sometimes it's all good when it's ain't when it ain't no fun, though, isn't it? Why when can't the show, they have their own genre called strip strip stripper rap? Because they're not strippers. Megan Stallion was never a stripper. Oh, why is she doing stripper rap? If anything, no, I, I, I actually Uncle like, Luke, actually like well, that. I actually like Uncle, that there could be a subgenre for this kind of thing. Uncle Luke would have done it 30 years ago. Too short. That's pimp rap. I think it's too many genres. It's bullshit, man. It's just like, it's just rap. It's just rap it's music. Rap. It's, made, it's made by women. It's for anyone. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not, you know, I ain't complaining. Yeah, they, they talk crud. They talk crud. There's a heterosexual male. Too many labels, yeah. 
But people, like you're saying, people are forgetting like too short. People are forgetting Akinelli. Put it in your mouth. Yeah. Just put it in your mouth. Uchi Wally, bro. In your motherfucking mouth. Go about my dick with your tongue ring. Like, come on, Jungle's verse on that is ridiculous. Hip hop quotable of the year. The ladies call me horse, the booty filler. That was a security guard. Like even even the body <laughs> guards getting the first. But that Uchi Wally, yeah, that's going back to Nas is like <laughs> only club record in it is Uchi Wally. That's saying something. But there's nothing wrong with it, man. And what about my neck, my back? Same oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the, the fact that the music video accompanies this one. Like the music video for WAP is is out there still. Yo, honestly, I thought the video was excellent. <laughs> it was so creative. It was really bright and colourful. And there was levels to it as well. They had all of these strange ornaments on the walls. Like, did you see the one? It, it looked like a pair of boobs that were lactating. For <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like and it's like <laughs> the music video is like set in 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 a mansion and and there's like all of these ornaments on the walls like paintings and you know chandeliers and, and then these ornaments and and there's one there's one that looks like a pair of like brass breasts on a wall and they were lactating and I'm just like you got to be kidding me man. <laughs> I found it hilarious. I found I thought it was hilarious. I thought the choreography was hot. There was some sexy dance moves. Um, you know, the dancers were doing their thing. They were killing it. Um, there was a little cameo from one of them celebrity chicks. Is it uh, Chloe or Kylie? Or, I, I don't you know which one's which. Yeah. <laughs> it was Kylie. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, and she's, she's like a sex icon or whatever, right? I no? think every, everyone is. Yeah, so so they threw her in there as well, just to get and I think Ben always says like sex sells, you know, and and the two artists themselves are sexy. I like the way that they styled themselves to look similar. So they had a they had a a, a WAP look like this is the WAP look that they were presenting to us. You gotta look like this, <laughs> um, and and boy, it was hot. There was some bars in it, like uh, like Megan was rapping so fast, I didn't really catch her bars, but. Like, Cardi's always getting some raps in, man. She gets some fucking bars in. There was what her first verse. There was one bit where, I, like, my mouth was. I was like, oh my god, did she just say it? <laughs> yeah. But the tune's big. I like it. Yeah, I can man. imagine being in a club and that coming on, and and the place going nuts. I think it's. I think it's down to like. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's down to parents as always, to monitor what their children are watching and listening to. And then to talk to them about what it is. Like, sex sells, isn't it? Sex is the oldest business in the world. And pussy sells. And mm-hmm. look, at all the rappers, look at all the rappers that come before them that were talking grease. It's nothing new. But it does go back to my argument of UK artists out-rapping US artists and being better than them to some degree because they ain't got to use pussy and tits and ass and stripping to sell records and rap and get mainstream. Like you put, you put other than maybe, um, uh, Rhapsody, Rhapsody or, um, Jean Grey, or I know there's a one or two other ones, obviously like young MA, she can rap ass off, but you put them up against the UK lot, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't see too many, too many girls in England 
shot in their body and, and, and using sex to sell like that. To be that honest would... though, when I watched that WAP video, I did think to myself, Steph London would fit right in on this tune. I would love to hear a verse from Steph, and I would love to see Steph London in that video. Oh my God. But if they ever do a remix with Steph on it, I would fucking, I'm well up for that. Even her, she, like, she, she looks the part in yeah. terms of, she's, you know, she's always got a, like, she's got an amazing body, great, well, like, to her, not that, what's the word, good women, but she, her, she can rap hard, uh, she's got bars, you know what I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if there is an outrage, I, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, Cardi B is most definitely on the top of the game. She's one of the biggest rappers in the game. She's been doing records like this her whole career. What's the big deal? And the video is sexy, yeah. But, you know, everybody makes sexy videos. It's not. It, honestly, I'm looking at it and I'm not thinking that it's anything new and it's anything to be outraged about. I mean, obviously, you probably don't want the kids in your class singing WAP, coming in and singing WAP on Monday morning. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what's funny? Because WAP is slang for a, a gun as well, so... Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Grab the WAP. Maybe it works both ways. <laughs> it's the male version, isn't it? Um, well, well, uh, Ryan was talking about his WAP earlier, so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what that was all about. Take it how you want to take it. Hey, listen, just... Pause. I don't want to take it. <laughs> going back to, I'm just just on the bike because I know like we're part, like moving on. But uh, this going on Discogs, Ryan, with like some of these uh, Skepta White labels, they're going for like seventy pound, forty pound. Yeah, man, it's time to shift them. Listen, shout me first, but obviously not for that price. But whatever doubles you got, no, say no more. Well, you know, if you can't be asked to send them my way in it, and I'll put them on Discogs yeah. still. Okay, I got I got NWA's album on there. Straight out of Compton, you can have that. DTI Serious. You know that video that video's cool. 